A lovely morning to you there and thank you so much for joining us. If you're just tuning in, this is J101.9 FM and you're on to the show. Let's talk on your Super Feel Good radio station. My name is Abigail Seaman and a lovely welcome to you. Today on the show, we'll be discussing politics of rescuing Nigeria. But hey, it's 92 days before the presidential election in February 2023, um, where Nigerians will be able to elect the next president for the country. Now, Nigerians are anticipating the opportunity to be able to exercise their franchise. And hey, we are beginning the countdown, or the countdown has actually begun. It's 92 days, and Nigerian moves will decide. So welcome to Let's Talk. And I'm joined by Emeka Omisi. Emeka, a lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to all our listeners all over the world. Like she said, 92 days before we decide who takes the mantle of leadership in this country. 92 days before Nigeria either makes it out of the trenches like they say on the streets, or we stay deeper or go deeper into the trenches. 92 days of every single Nigerian exercising their rights as Nigerians. 92 days before we know whether or not we are going to be move out of a developing country to a developed country. Because like many people have said, we are at the brink of a collapse or you know or salvation and if we don't get it right this time i don't know if we ever get it right again but hey hope should never be lost to every nigerian out there do not lose hope to every person who feels the stress who feels as though the situations around the country the politicking by politicians leaves leaves much of desire do not lose hope we as a people we have always surmounted all our obstacles and we will do that so on this on the topic today on the table this morning, we're talking about the plethora of issues that Nigeria is dealing with, um, trying to make sense of them. Like I always say, our job is to inform and educate you so that going into the polls next year, you are well equipped to the right, right information and education to make decisions that would help you vote and vote your conscience wisely. Good morning. Good morning. And some of the stories that we are following at the hour, Serap drags Buhari to ECOWAS court over failure to probe oil thefts. Now, the Socio-Economic Rights and Accountability Project, Serap, has filed a lawsuit against the government of President Mohamed Buhari over their failure to probe the operations of illegal oil pipelines between 2001 and 2022. Now, precisely, Serap is probing the president over his inability to name and prosecute those suspected to be involved and to recover proceeds of crime. Now, the suit was filed by Serap Chief Eric Doe, who is suing for himself as a leader of the girl community in Kokana, local government area of River State, and on behalf of the Goy community and 15 other concerned Nigerians. Now, the suit followed recent reports of the discovery of at least 28 illegal oil pipelines used to steal the country's oil's wealth. And another story that we are following out this hour, NNPC petrol price without subsidy is 400 naira per litre. And this is coming from Makatas. Now, the lowest price, the Nigerian National Petroleum Company Limited, can sell premium motor spirit, popularly called petrol, to marketers assuming there is no subsidy is 400 naira per litre. It has been lent now. Oil marketers who made the disclosure on Sunday also gave all the reasons for the continued scarcity of petrol, which had led to the lingering queues at filling stations nationwide. Now, they said PMS import charges were becoming unbearable for the sole importer of the commodity. Now, the Nigerian National Petroleum Company Limited disclosing that the NNPC had been sought to pushing these charges to depot owners. Now, it was lent that depot owners 
on your part, we're also passing the charges to filling stations, which in turn push it to finer consumers of the product, a development that has led to the increase in the pump price of the commodity. And still also another news that we are following at the hour. Yulitard NCDC warns of possible COVID-19 infection rise. Now, the Director General of the Nigerian Center for Disease Control, Dr. Ifedayo Adetifa, has predicted that Nigeria will likely see an increase in COVID-19 cases and a decrease in hospitalization over the holiday seasons this year. Now, Aditifa claims that the increase in travel over the holiday season might result in a rise in cases. Now, he said, we're prepared to see that there may be a bump in cases just because of the increase in travel and the number of people returning. What we may not expect to see is an increasing number of people who are sick. Now, the NCDC boss said vaccination and previous COVID-19 infections provided some degrees of Humanity, and those are the stories that we are taking at this hour. And this morning, we are joined by Mr. Prince Chuang, who is in the studio this morning. I hope I got the name correctly. You're welcome to the show, and a lovely morning to you. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. So let's let's talk. Let's 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 have this conversation. Um, one of the things that we try to do right here on the show is to keep Nigerians abreast and to help them make better decisions. Come. 2023. Um, for you, um, first of all, as a Nigerian, um, politics in Nigeria, let's, let's look at it as far back as 1999. Um, would you say we have been able to run free and fair and credible elections in this country? The answer is absolutely no. First, I appreciate you calling me to, to give my little two cents worth of, <laughs> what would I say, not counsel, but opinion. Um, first, I just want us to know, and listeners, I want you to know and pay attention to what I'm about to say. We don't have a democracy in Nigeria yet. We do not have a democracy in Nigeria. When you talk about democracy, you are looking at understanding demographics, the social strata, and then social economic, social religious, social ethnic dimensions that build a country. And when you get a finger on that, you name it, you identify it, you call it, then you apportion resources appropriately. Mm. And we don't have that in Nigeria. Two, there are, there's a difference between politics and politics with the T-R-I-C-K-S at the end. And that's what's going on. God bless Babangida. In 1987, he said, let's start something that is new to politics. And he attacked the polity by saying all breed, all brigade politicians that have played politics should stay behind and let's have a new set of Nigerians. And they call, he called them new breed mm. politicians. And that was how some of us started our political careers. I, in 1987, 
I was elected as a councillor, as a new breed politician, under zero party. No party. Just go ahead, run for office. If you win, serve the people. That was an attempt as far back as 1987 by General um, Gida to introduce pure politics. But what we have now is politics. That's two. Three, when you look at Nigeria, you'll see that we have retrogressed. We have totally digressed, and we have weaponized politics so that we now use politics to achieve, one, our religious selfish ends, number two, our political selfish ends, number three, we have um, weaponized politics to a, a place where we look at ethnicism tribalism, and accumulation of wealth as politics. So to be honest with you, we have retrogressed. In every structure that we are supposed to have built mm. with democratic structures and knowledge, we have destroyed it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, looking at what is playing in the policy right now, there are a lot of dynamics, as we can see. Um, a lot of people have come up with um, new strategies to get people to um, vote and all of that. Um, but before we come to that, um, Mr. Prince, uh, there's something that is on my mind. Um, as Emika said in his opener, he said uh, we're still in the trenches, if I could put it in better words. Is politics the only way of rescuing Nigerians from the... Um, chaos that we are in or in the havoc that we are in. Is politics the only way? Are there other ways that Nigeria, the country Nigeria, can be rescued? Yeah. Short of a social revolution, our best option, of course, is politics. Short of a military coup, again, the only option is politics. Because if we do not understand how blessed we are as a country that we don't have earthquakes, mm. but we have political earthquakes. We don't have tsunamis. We have political tsunamis. We don't have tornadoes. We have political tornadoes. COVID-19 is a virus, but the biggest virus that has chewed into the fabric of this country is called corruption. And it's all an embodiment of what I initially introduced and identified as politics. And that leads me to say also that we're still a country. Sadly enough, after 60-something years of independence, we're still a country. Mm. Now say this, and I shoot straight from the heap. See, we are not a nation. America is a nation. And we are a country because we occupy a geographical area on earth. And that qualifies us to be fellow countrymen and women. But we are not a nation because we're fragmented. We are so divisive. And the fault, the, the, there are cracks in every sphere of our society. 
and we have fault lines all over the place. It's sad that we don't have a government of the people, with the people, for the people. Let me give you a typical example. I live in one of the best cities in Los Angeles. And by the grace of God, I'm an American citizen. There are three things a government must provide for the people. The freedom of speech. We don't have that in this country. So if you are not, if you are suppressed and oppressed, you, you, you cease your citizenry as a nation. Mm. Okay, we don't even have freedom of the press. JFM now has to tiptoe during your programs. Newspapers have to tiptoe and walk on eggshells and walk on pins and needles because you have to navigate because you're between freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and the fear of being shut down. The, the, the moment you open your mouth to say the truth and speak truth to power, you could be locked, shut down. So we're not a nation. A nation should be free to express itself. Citizens should be free to speak. And today, the three things that a nation prized itself in, one, shelter. Two, shelter, that means housing. Yes. You're able to have a place, a roof over your head. Mm. We don't have that in Nigeria. Two, we ought to have social services. We don't have social services. And then we have to have social welfare. We don't have that in Nigeria. We have to have security. We don't have that in Nigeria. So that's why we're not a nation. We're just a country that survives based on how fit you are to con your way, to buy your way, to lie your way, to deceive your way into power. There is zero accountability in Nigeria, zero. Mm. The, the, the organs, the political organizations that have been set up by decrees are there to simply become attack dogs. They attack people that are perceived to be opponents or enemies. How, what was the last time you heard of a governor setting up a probe in his state? Mm. When was the last time you heard the National Assembly probing People, other than just doing this facade and doing this, this optics on TV that they have called a, a what do you call it, a committee Let's meeting. Yeah. And it ends there. When was the last time you heard that a police officer has been probed or a military officer or a civil servant has been probed? You don't hear that. They just do these news flashes and it ends there. It ends there. So... When was the last time you heard that people were arrested as bandits or terrorists to Boko Haram? You just hear a news, you see, see and hear news flashes. That's it. No follow through, no follow up. It ends there. Last time I checked, that most of these people are even free again. So we don't have a nation. A nation is a country that is ruled by the power of the law power of the constitution a nation is governed by rules and laws today we are a lawless 
country. We're not mm. yet a nation. And that's why in America today, just the sight of an American flag will cause people, Americans, to shed tears. Why? Because they know what the nation means to them. Okay, and be, before before we go there, um, it is it is actually very normal for us to blame our political leaders and say they are the ones putting Nigeria in bad lights. Um, as as citizens, as Nigerians, have we been playing our roles effectively when it comes to rescuing Nigeria and making Nigeria look look um, appealing to others? The answer is two prong. First, the electorate has learned and adapted and adjusted to what I called learned helplessness. In other words, the electorate has resigned itself to its fate, that all we do is wait for the political cycle to come around, and once we get 50,000 here, 20,000 here, we get placards, posters, and banners, and we shout, we get money, we go to the stadium, and we do a rally, they pay us, that's it. That's one cycle. And then the electorate believes that once they get their cut now, the elected politicians will go and do as they please. So there is no accountability. So I blame the electorate. And to be honest with you, mm. the major reason why the electorate has learned to be helpless and hopeless is simply because over 133 million of us yeah. are living below the poverty line. And it's by design because of this so-called federal government in, in open and closed parentheses. We, should, we don't have a federal government. We have a perceived federal government. What we need is what is called true federalism, where the power emanates, it exudes, it starts like a volcano, the, 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 the lava, okay, it's, it's burning from underneath, and it begins to brew until it blows its top. So politics should reside first at the grassroots. The You and I at the village should be able to say, we elected you to go to the House of Assembly mm -hmm. based on certain promises you have failed to fulfill. We have the power to recall you. That is non-existent. So the power resides in the people, but they have simply abrogated and yielded and wield their power mm. to politicians that trade with the electorate, become multi-millionaires and sometimes billionaires. And then the electorate cannot say a word. They, don't, they cannot lawyer up. They cannot hire the best sons. They, they don't even know the process of, of a recall. So this, the electorate is truly helpless. And then the people on the other side are on the other side of the divide. They are extreme because they are mean, wicked, and completely inhumane. How can one person, knowing fully well, again, back to the federal government, a true federalism does not keep money in the center that money goes back to the local grassroots. And that's why one person with the stroke of a pen yeah. can steal $7 billion, $10 billion, $80 billion because there is a, a, a structural 
problem with the system of government we run. No one person with a stroke of a pen should be able to embezzle, to misappropriate, to steal, to defraud the poor, the masses of 70 billion, 80 billion. And you go to home and smile mm-hmm. when the poor woman there who is pregnant is about to die. There's no blood in the bank, blood, blood, blood bank. She needs infusion. She can because the money that was supposed to go for health care, you have stolen it. And you're happy living in Abuja, taking friends to show them your mansions and the estates you're building. There's something wrong with this picture. And that's why we need a paradigm shift. All right, sir. Let me talk about paradigm shifts. A lot of people have questioned democracy in Africa. Let's come home in Nigeria. Some people have said that what we practice isn't democracy. Some believe that as a country or as a nation, like you said, we are not mature enough to be democratic. That American democracy and Africa's cultural realities are so dispersed, you know, so different that it's going to be almost impossible to practice true democracy. I want to ask you, do you think as a country or as a nation, we are mature enough to be truly democratic in the sense of the word? Thank you so much, Emeka. The the problem lies in the social level of this country. Social, I mean the people. The society now believes it's their destiny not to have water. It's their destiny not to be able to pay tuition for their children to go to school. It's their destiny not to have good medical facilities. It's their destiny to live in slums. It's their destiny to live below the poverty line. So until until we start stealing money that belongs to the people, until we start naming, okay, identifying, naming, shaming, and then prosecuting thieves that parade themselves as leaders. They hide behind sirens. They hide behind big offices. But actually, these are people that should be behind bars. You, you, you just don't understand the enormity of damage that corruption has done to this country until you travel overseas. For instance, how many senior citizens today will tell you that government caters to their needs. Mm. But in developed countries, if you have served in a developed country and you retire, there is a program that takes care of you until you die. How many young people today will tell you they graduated from school and they are gainfully employed? Even those that are employed, they don't have salaries. Why? Because the corruption has not been named and dealt with. We just play lip service. Until we start arresting people, until we start probing people, until we start naming and shaming corrupt public officials. Do you know in some countries they shoot people on a firing squad line if you are caught embezzling government funds. In Nigeria, you embezzle government funds. You see a queue in your house, at your gate, and people hail you. You are a hero. You are a champion. Two, we must demonetize politics. Members of the National Assembly, some of them are billionaires. That's money that should be given 
for health services. How many Nigerians today will tell you that they are enjoying the dividends of democracy? Maybe a handful. That's why today in my house, I, I, I thank God I don't live below poverty line. I thank God I'm not poor. It's by the grace of the Almighty. But let me tell you something. I'm not enjoying the dividends of democracy because I have to get water for myself. Okay? I have to get um, light for myself. And that's why if you look at the basic strata of this country, to be honest with you, we have retrogressed. Nothing has moved forward other than us importing cell phones and, and replicating something. Do you know that in the 70s, Nigeria, India, Malaysia, Indonesia were on the same level. As a matter of fact, Nigeria was even richer than them in the 70s. Go to Dubai today. Okay? Yeah. Look at the, 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 the revisation account. Billions that has gone to oil-producing countries, um, uh, states. Please. Go there today. What do they have to show for? Nothing. And nobody's talking. Why? Because everybody goes into government or is sitting in an office to empower himself, and nobody challenges them. Nobody accuses them. Nobody attacks them. They are not held to account. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem that people see and say, America is developed, they have different issues. No, humanity is humanity. In America, they have health challenges. Government has met those challenges. In America, they need to eat. Government has met those challenges. In America, they need shelter. Government has met those challenges. When was the last time you heard that the government is subsidizing rent for people? As long as you're a Nigerian, as long as your parents paid your way to school and you're now unemployed, you deserve a check from government. No, no, um, um, so um, I, I wanted to bring you back to something you said. You talked about how we need to demonetize politics. Mm -hmm. um, when we look through the peer ranks of you know, of many of our politicians, you know, House of Rep members, senators, they some people say that the money they collect isn't too much. So when we talk about demonetizing, does it mean that we reduce their salaries? Does it mean that they work for free? How do we demonetize a system that some people believe is just about fair as it is right now? Number one, they have no business living in Abuja. Okay, so they ought to stay in their constituencies. It doesn't make sense for a poor woman, a poor man, a young man like you, because you need something. You have to pay your way to Abuja in spite of the risks involved, in spite of what you, it will cost you to go to Abuja. Your senators should be within their senatorial zones. They should have offices. So if you need to talk to your senator, you don't need to pay money to go to Abuja, walk into his office. I live in Los Angeles. If I need to talk to my senator, I do not need to fly to Washington, D.C., where they have the administrative headquarters. No, I walk into the office of the senator. Senators should have st uh, staff locally. Two, because of the humongous salary package they get, people now go into the race because of the money. 
So demonetizing them is simple. If you want to get true, true, well-meaning, clear-minded, sane people to go into politics, remove the humongous salaries they get, remove the constituency allowance they get, let it be that, one, they are sacrificing. And then, two, they stay here and go to Abuja maybe once a month. And three, when they go around their zones or their constituency, they identify problems. And then they recommend projects in their constituency. But what happens? They live in Abuja. They, they perceive that there are problems or issues that need to be dealt with. They get the money. 90% of that money doesn't go trickle down where it needs to be. So give them an opportunity to serve first. Mm -hmm. Give them just emoluments. Just give them a stipend. Give them um, enough for them to be able to live comfortably. But don't give them 50, 60 million naira as their income. It so, doesn't make so, sense. So um, um, I'm going to just for last last time. Um, mm -hmm. If you give people who serve the nation, like you said, just enough to go for them to stay alive, for them mm -hmm. to, to solve their mm -hmm. everyday bills. Does it not mean that we are giving the, one of some of the most important jobs of the nation to people who are not well motivated? Of course, we cannot deny that people's motivation is very tied to financial rewards. So if we make it just about good enough that it's not so good enough that the best of us go for, does it not reduce the quality of men we get in terms of their intelligence and their willingness to work? Actually, to be honest with you, your commitment, your loyalty, your fervency should first be to your people. Okay? So, two, I'm not saying they should be sent as uh, representatives with no emoluments or no allowances. I'm just saying cut down on the allowances and let service come first. Service to their constituents service to humanity comes first and then whatever they need can be looked at so that they can still serve without having to beg mm. but to give a, a member so much money mm. it becomes an inducement not that they want to go there to serve yeah. that's basically what i'm saying okay. american senators earn the highest salary of any senator in the whole world they earn the highest salary. When I say salary, their staff get paid. They get paid. They have constituency allowances. They, I mean, it's humongous. No senator in the world earns as much as a senator in this country. Look at what governors get. A, government, a governor retires or he ends his tenure. Guess what he gets? Some of them get billions. What for? When you and your parents, my parents will work their behinds off, retire. Nobody even knows that they leave. Mm -hmm. They exist. So it's just a level of a degree of unfairness that has been condoned for too long in this country. And unfortunately, many people were born in the era of just, just being self-centered and no one seems to even want to change the system. So mm -hmm. that's where we find ourselves. As a country, we are not yet a nation. Until government takes care of young people, 
until government makes sure my children went to school in America. I didn't have to pay, okay, until government takes care of education. Education should be free. You do not have to pay. Okay, Health um, benefits should be free. Um, so Housing I, should be subsidized. Okay? Let me say this as a wrap-up. When I talk about government meeting needs, it simply means that you do not have to steal government money to live comfortably in Nigeria. We are not there yet. For you to live comfortably, you must be the government yourself. You must steal enough money to build your own road, steal enough money to secure your children's education, steal enough money to go to the best medical facilities, steal enough money to pay allowances. Why? Because you are the face of government that your village knows. But if government meets those needs in those villages and they develop rural uh, developments, rural areas, then people do not have to gravitize, gravitize towards one person to solve their needs. Government should solve their needs. And let me say this. It might shock you. The reason why there is so much immorality going on today is because young people don't have anywhere else to go. Their parents have done what they could do. They are either ill or weak or tired or don't have the money. So young people have to be creative. And unfortunately, their creative creativity sometimes is, gives them the opposite result. But government has lost out in the basic strata of this country. We are not a nation because government is not being felt. Nobody feels the impact. Look at what happened. Just because Buhari was coming to town and Tinubu were coming to town, okay, uh, I happen to be uh, chairman, even though I'm not here to talk about Labor Party, but I'm the one of the DGs of Labor Party in Plateau State. My office is right by the Hill Station roundabout. Before Buhari came, it became a bottleneck because vehicles were trying to navigate around uh, the huge potholes. And there was a gridlock there. When Tinubu was coming, when Buhari was coming, in two days, I'm sure you, I'm preaching to the choir here. You saw it. Mm -hmm. In two days, streets were being patched just like, I was like, wow. So you mean this government has the capacity to patch potholes? I have a very fine car that I packed at home. Why? Because I can't drive even on the streets in the city. I mean, what are we talking about, for goodness sake? All right. So um, we are no more a nation. Government is not being felt by the people. people. All right. Um, I, I want to bring your attention to a few things. Um, the first thing has to be, you talked about education and how it's fair in the United States. Um, that conversation probably for another day. Recently, INEC office was attacked in Ebony State. We've seen a lot of INEC offices, you know, that have been attacked by hoodlums or were set ablaze by some unknown um, people in the country. Questions have been raised. Is INEC ready for the elections? Of course, the INEC chairman, Mohamed Yakubu, has come out consistently to reaffirm Nigerians that they are ready. As a person who has stayed long enough, do you think we are going to have another 2015 where the elections are postponed by probably a week or two or six weeks, it all depends, or do you think we are at that level as a country where despite all of the happenings right now, that INEC can comfortably give us a free, fair, and just election? Thank you again, Emeka. Again, I keep going back to nationhood. See, um, in developed countries, elections are 100% free fair and clear. Mm -hmm. Of course, there might be some exceptions. Uh, 
that's given, okay? This is what might play out in 2023. Do you know that a governor is only a chief security officer on paper? Governor Lalong today, the governor of Plateau State, cannot give an order to a policeman to do something. He can. He has to go through the police commissioner. The police commissioner then goes to his boss, who is the, the DIG. Then the DIG goes to his boss, who is the AIG. And then the AIG probably goes to his boss, who is the IG. But in the meantime, the governor here on ground zero has a need for some, some uh, element of law enforcement. He can't do that. So in 2023, God forbid, if something goes wrong, Murphy's Law says what? If anything can go wrong, it will. So things might go wrong. Things will go wrong in 2023. We, like I said, we don't have true federalism. Why should a governor not have a local police that is answerable to him? So God forbid if something goes wrong, it will be too late Two. We have what is called a 911 system in developed countries. That's why, again, we're not yet a nation because government does not attach value to human life. God forbid, this is JFM, okay? I'm just playing devil's uh, uh, advocate. God forbid if someone falls today in your studio, guess what will happen? If this is a developed country, all you need to do is dial three digits, 911. As soon as the phone rings, it activates a GPS system. Why? Because you may not be able to identify your address, so the GPS system is activated. So at the receiving end, the dispatcher already sees your location. And as that 911 goes to her or him, she's saying, yes, please, uh, 911, what's your emergency? That same call is routed to the police intercom system. And any policeman around Polytechnic on patrol anywhere within one-mile radius also hears your voice. He knows your emergency. So police will come in case crime is involved. Do we have that system here? No. If a girl is being raped, God forbid, she ought to just have a 911. As a matter of fact, she should have a little device. Once she, acts to, she activates that, because the bad guys will see her with the phone, right? And she's No, you press a button, 911 sees it, they know exactly where you are in real time. As you're telling them, I'm being attacked, police already know that. First and foremost, how many policemen do we have on patrol today on our in our neighborhoods. Do you know one policeman, technically, officially, every 200 people should have a minimum of 20 policemen patrolling that neighborhood? Do we have time? No. You dial, you are in under duress, you call, maybe it's a regular 0809, whatever. One, it's a long number. Thank you. Praise the Lord. I mean, so that's what we have in this country. Mm. The people are truly languishing. People are frustrated. 
They probably didn't even know. Now they understand something is wrong with this country. Why should we be in school, graduate, we watch dad and mom struggle and suffer. They had to tighten their belts. Mom had to sell tomatoes and stuff. And now that they've paid my way, I've paid my way, I'm jobless. I have. Do you know Nigerians can't plan for one year, even one month? Most Nigerians cannot plan because you don't know what will happen tomorrow mm. only because we don't have a nation. A nation is a, government, a group of people that have been catered for. Needs have been met. Do mm. you know you deserve the best treatment in this country? And you don't have to pay. Uh, Mr. Prince, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but we have to open the phone lines now for oh, wow. callers to call in. Yes, and you can be a part of the conversation. You can head on to all our social media platform on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at JFM Jaws. Head on there and be a part of the conversation. The number to call this morning, 09055666699. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. I'll take it again, 09055666699. Six nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. I'll take it one more time, just so if you're just tuning in, zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Abigail. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you very much. A good, a very good morning to Emeka as well. My name is Ibrahim. I'm calling from Genta. Ibrahim, go ahead. Um, you have 50 seconds. I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I, I'm happy that um, the, the guest actually has spoken very well, and I, I'm happy when he said um, we have controlled this ineptitude, this this I, 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 I idolatry for too long, and that's the reason why this wickedness has persisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, like the author of the Animal Farm, George Orwell, would say that they, you don't respect the people are sufferers because they are part of the problem. And then they elect, at every el- election cycle, they elect these people mm-hmm. who, who, so, who call themselves leaders to represent them. You understand? So it, it is not enough. To... All right. I think we lost the connection there. Hello. Good morning. Okay, do well to call back zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Abiga. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yeah, great Reverend. All right, you have fifty seconds. Please turn down the volume of your radio set so that we can hear you properly. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Please go ahead. 50 seconds. Well, first of all, let me appreciate the good sitting in the house, yeah? The Nigeria issue. I think that, you see, general question. Hello. Are you there, comrade? I'm hearing you. Are we not tired? That's the question. Mm. Our mumu never do us. Yes, yes or no? I can still say. We are not yet tired because, like, so let me bring you back to this story about the, a week. I was traveling, I was going out with my wife, mm. and I've been issued. wanted to buy a flag or one of the parties, which you know, me alone. So the gentleman that's selling it brought up the APC flag. So my wife called him, Oh, God, which you know, you don't have a Labour Party flag. He said, I'll be that. 
So he brought his car. So my wife, I said, so you left Labour Party and brought that APC. Are you not tired? He said, that is let's move. That is not buying again. So what I'm saying is that <laughs> we are still deceiving ourselves. How far have our own edition get? Hello. Okay, I think we're having issues with the network where you can do well to call back 090-556-6699. That is the number to call to be a part of the show. I'll take it again, 090-556-6699. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Abigail. Good morning, good morning welcome. Good morning. good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yes, my name is Tiriman Chukudi. calling you from Alehi right now. Chukudi, you have um, 50 seconds. Go ahead. Thank you very much. You see, um, the gentleman in the studio is actually a Nigerian, a nationalist. Uh, so God is going to bless you for um, uh, speaking a truth to the power. Um, you see, um, in summary of everything, you say, I, 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 I want to say that um, Nigerian government, like actually rightly said, have destroyed the institution that built them into power to exalt themselves, to elevate themselves. That's exactly what the issue is. That is a summary of everything you say, sir. And if Nigerians, if we Nigerians, the masses, the youth, will keep on letting these people to keep on destroying the institutions. If you, if you look at it now, for example, Sarah is suing Buhari, the president of Nigeria, for refusing to prove that... Uh, 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 oil to, uh, Yes, the, the oil test. The people that have been involved in it, these are high... The people are highly placed politicians in this country, security agency that is untouchable. So the constitution... The law, what we are known for, is actually very, very below them. It's on their feet. And nobody does them. Nobody talks to them. And if we do not check these things, they continue. This, this particular road will continue. Mm. And people have been placed in the responsibility of fixing this. Most of this in the education, healthcare system, and the rest of it, the security and the rest of it, are people that are benefiting from its rot. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly what is wrong with our nation. And right, it, it is unless and until what people like you, in the seat of power, People like you that can be able to come up in the public areas and speak to power, when Nigeria will keep on you know, circling itself in this particular shambo. Mm, May God you, deliver sir. this country. Nigeria is seriously in the hands of the cabal. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much, Chukudi. <laughs> Do have a lovely day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? You start from it, Joshua. You start. Go ahead. 50 seconds. Probably in this country. I'm telling you, and uh, I'm just urging Nigerians and the youth, everybody to come out and make sure that they put things right in this country. Because the way we are heading to, mm. my sister, if we continue in this way, we cannot get anything right in this country. So, But I pray by the grace of God, all those people that promise us, deal with us, put us in condition that we are now, we already noticed them and know them. We are not going to allow it to continue. God bless you, my sister. God bless you too, Judith. I do have a lovely day. Hello, good morning. Please, can you turn down the volume of your radio set, please, or move away yeah. from, good, from your good radio morning. set? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome morning, to the Nadia. show. Good morning. Welcome. Emeka, good morning. Good morning. And uh, the guest in the studio, good morning, sir. Good morning, my brother. What's your uh, name and where are you honestly, calling us from? Sorry. What, what is your my name? name is, my, my name is Zira. I'm calling from Old Park. All right, Zira, go ahead. 50 seconds, please. Well, sir, honestly, you've spoken the mind of the people. Honestly, by the time I keep listening to you, I don't know what to say. Because <laughs> honestly, this system that we are running, it is so corrupt, 
from the top to the bottom. Hmm. And there are some particular regions in this country that is holding us backward. They don't want this, co- they don't want this nation to move forward. If, if the other side of the region should be on power, you will see that things will be flowing. But the other region will start complaining, they will start groaning that they are not being taken along. But by the time they are the one on power, you will see that everything will start going backwards. I just don't know. It is when we start practicing true federalism, this country can never move forward. Mm. Now they say they've discovered oil in one particular region. Why this money that they are pumping in that region is just way of side funding money. They just want to side fund our money. Why not ca- carry that money and channel it in those regions that we know that yes, there is oil, so that we will have enough oil. All right. We know the region that have oil already. Why still going there to look for? Which means there are hidden things which they don't want to let us know. Okay. Please, we should just come this 2023 and get it right. Thank you very much. Do have a lovely day. Thank we'll you. move on to social media right now and read your comments off Facebook. All right, on Facebook, and nice car says, Good morning, Leicester crew. There's almost nothing left of this country. Buhari's eight-year Amagadon has got Nigeria on his knees. Izang Atsi says, Good morning, let's talk. This is not the first time Serap drags, has dragged PMB over his failure to discharge his duties. I pray that it will bring something tangible. How can the president still serve as minister of petroleum for what matter? This is administration of sentiment, tribalism, nepotism, favoritism, and corruptionalism. Now, that's a new word. God have mercy. Sunday Moses Evie Evie says, The 2023 general election is the last chance for Nigerians to make things right. Those people that are still championing for failures just because of ethnic and religious differences are the real problems of Nigeria. Izang Istefanu says, Serap has done well. We hope it will yield fruitful outcome. The corruption is too much in that ministry. And Mr. President is a minister of the ministry. Something is wrong somewhere. Thanks. Have a great day. Felkuka Factors Gowon says, God bless the guest speaker. He's giving the real, he's giving us real how Nigeria is. Politicians thief and hide behind sirens. Stanley SC says, I'm begging on Nigerians to be obedient in its 2023 for the sake of our country. Sam Sin Ezekiel says, Good morning, JFM crew. Without mincing words, 2023 general elections is the battle for the soul and survival of Nigerians. If 133 million Nigerians have nosedived into poverty, according to MBS, I wonder what the APC will use as their campaign strategy and manifesto. Ago Jong Monday says, as the Minister of Petroleum, under PNB, we have seen the worst oil theft in the history of Nigeria and price irregularities, yet subsidy is paid in trillions of naira. The same person who told us subsidy is a scam. And finally, Ayodele Agbabiaka says, we just have to get it right in 2023 to clean all this mess we are in. Nigerians don't compromise because of table manners. All right. Just before we leave the studio, and finally, Mr. Prince Chuang, um, right now, as we're seated with 92 days to the presidential elections, um, we're seeing a lot of campaign rallies go around. Some of them are issue-based. Some of them are just, um, you know, um, poking one each other in the eye. Right now, what do you think Nigeria needs come 2023? Thank you so much, uh, Abigail. I'll go straight to the point. 
I think the choice is clear. Thank God we have a third political party today. And honestly speaking, what people need to understand is that because the government has abrogated to itself the godlike nature to embezzle funds and we can talk, to show nepotism and nobody should talk, to see crime being committed, nobody talks. In developed countries, when one American or British citizen is kidnapped, the whole military structure, the whole intelligence network swings into action until that one man is what? Identified, rescued, dead or alive. In this country today, I can name one or two occasions in which I heard and I saw President Buhari on TV talk about the Chibok girls. It ends there. Mm. Okay? So in 30 seconds. So, so in 30 seconds, yeah. we have a choice in 2023. Mm. People have bottled in for too long. Since they don't have a spokesperson in the villa, since their politicians are not speaking for them, since their politicians have forgotten advocacy on behalf of the poor, the masses, the masses now want to advocate for themselves in 2023. The whole Nigerian population, those that know what they have been suffering, what their parents have gone through, those that don't even have a future, those that cannot plan for the next 30 days, they have decided that in 2023, they will take their life in their hands, their destinies in their hands. So I sound a clear warning to INEC and to whoever thinks that they can stop this tsunami, this earthquake, this volcano that has just erupted. Do not interfere with 2023 polls. This country will implode. Every leader is a reflection of the society. So the society is saying enough is enough. We sent you, but you have done what you want to do. Give us an opportunity you have not given us. Now we have taken the bull by the horn. We'll ride it in 2023. You will see how Nigerians that are hurting, people that have lost loved ones, mm. people that have no future, they'll come out in 2023 and with one voice, they will speak. Right. And I don't need to tell you who they will vote. You do the math yourself. All right. We want to thank you so much, Mr. Priest Joao, for coming on the show. This was Let's Talk on your Super Feel Good radio station. My name is Abigail Seaman. Till I come your way again tomorrow, it's bye for now. I'm from Amy Kaomisi. Stay out of trouble and spread love. Yes, 10 o'clock, the news comes up. Do stay with us. And thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. Do have a lovely morning. <laughs>